Warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for the first two episodes of Telltale's Game of Thrones series. So, if you haven't played the game, don't listen to this episode. And welcome to the Vassals of Kingsgrave. Today we will be discussing the second episode of Telltale's Game of Thrones series, The Lost Lords. My name is Peter, I'm known as Shelfus on the forums, and I'm joined by Zach. Hey, this is Alias in the forums. And Greg. This is Claudius the Fool on the forums. Brett. That's White Raven on the forums. And Patrick. Hey, Patrick the Toll on the forums. Okay, so... Greg and Zach, you were on the first episode about the first episode of this series. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I guess you could ask Brett and Patrick, like, have you played any sort of Telltale games before Game of Thrones? No, this is uh, my first one. Uh, well, me, I, I I played like halfway through the first Walking Dead episode season. I played through a few of them, but only through the like half through the first season of it. And uh, well, if it wasn't for the whole notion that I had to pay like five dollars every time I wanted to play another one, and me being cheap at at the moment, well, hey, at least you probably... have to play thirty dollars each time like this game. So let <laughs> <laughs> me forget that. Yeah, so I stopped midway, and because I didn't want to pay more money for it, it was quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, myself, I have played the first season of The Walking Dead. I quite enjoyed it, but not enough to actually get into the second season of the DLC. But, yeah, so... I guess <laughs> we could get into the lemon cake ratings for episode two. Um, how about you, Zach? I really enjoyed this episode. It really was mostly kind of exposition and setup, and I guess arguably filler for the next one, but I thought it was really well-produced, well-directed. I, I felt very much like I was in, in an episode of of the show Game of Thrones while I was playing it, um, except with all the cool interactive elements, too, thrown in. And I was really enjoying myself. I thought it was really fun. There's some parts that I kind of have nitpicky gripes about, but uh, besides that, I was really happy, so I'd give it, you know, four lemon cakes. And you, Greg? Uh, I'm happy with a four. I really enjoyed the um, getting to see the Eastern part of it. I mean, I have, like Zach said, little complaints, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Probably my least favorite of all the storylines was the Mira storyline, um, just because I think I made oh. some decisions earlier that didn't give me the options to do more. I, I mean, it, it made up for it at the end with the little you know, the action that came, but uh, I really liked the stuff at the wall and, and the stuff in the East. But I'd, I'd give it a four. Interesting. Mm. Cool, cool. So, um, Brett? It's hard for me to quantify it, because I'm not really sure how I feel about this style game right now. I'm enjoying this, and it's entertaining to me, but I don't know how high I'd give it as a game value. If I was rating it as a TV show, <laughs> I think it'd be, like, a 4, but if I'm rating it as a video game I want to play, I, I think I'd give it, like, a 2.5, just because I don't enjoy the style, but I enjoy the game enough to keep playing it. Hmm, cool, cool. So I'll give it a 3. <laughs> Boom. 3, cool. And, um, okay, and you, Patrick? Well, yeah, I am think I'm going to divide it up as well. Essentially, for me, it's one one half uh, the story and the story choices you can get, you can have. It frustrates me and makes me happy and some at both times, on the same time, actually, which is good, which is good. I, I like that. I like that it actually makes me 
feel something for the game and for the characters. So on story wise, I would give it. A, why not give it five? It's it's good enough. It it invokes feelings for me. So five for that. But <laughs> gameplay wise, I would say not so much. I think there's a lot of times where you just think, Jesus, why would you want to do this? Why can't you just have something a bit more meaningful? to do interactively. So for that, I would give it three, two. Maybe. Do you That's drink or do you not drink? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would say... Did we all play it on the PC or did some of you play it on console? I have it on the PlayStation. I have PC. I played yeah. on PC. I played it on PC. First, I tried it with mouse, and then I uh, hooked up my my controller to it. And it, it's none of the uh, methods are better than the other. They're you both think? Better. I think I, I've played both on controller and on keyboard, and I think controller actually feels better. I think it was more designed for that in mind. It's not great, but it's better. I think. Yeah, because every time there were actually some points where I clicked the wrong choice because the mouse had that delay built into it. But uh, yeah, it would have been better with the controller probably. I have issues with the button decision. Like they want you to use the right, the, the right joystick to like move the cursor around the screen. But the really, I, I use like with like an Xbox controller, it lets you pick the color buttons. Like X, Y, B, A are the options. Yeah, but no, that's not. I don't think that's what you mean, right? I think when you want to, to hit some sp- uh, active spot on the screen, like uh, right when you, you have to move oh, a okay. spot, grab a spot, and, and like click on it. Yeah, yeah it's like. Uh, you, you scroll the cursor to it, hit R2. Well, I'm always like hitting the wrong joystick, and when it wants yeah. me to move like left, right, up, or down, it's awkward. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be annoying. Yeah, really stupid. But I just hate quick time events anyway, so that's probably. Yeah, I, I wish it had no quick time events, or it was all quick time events. Yeah. The, the, the points. Were, oh, now you can walk around for a minute. So I don't want to walk around. I just want to do the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind making the decisions. I just like. Tap X, hit circle, move to the left. Q, Q up. Uh, just you know you're gonna live anyway, even though I died twelve times when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> just get on. I just want to get on. I was like, it's no fun. Just get on with it. I just, it's all about the story. That's that's the whole telltale thing, isn't it? That it's but, a story. Uh, I don't know. I think the combat gameplay is pretty good. Like you can decide yeah. whether to stab the guy in the face or the chest. He's going <laughs> <up>. <laughs> See, I, I think that's really interesting. You guys think that because I, I I'm kind of with Peter on this. I like that first sequence, like with Asher and the bar fight. Like I love that. I thought it was really fun, and I thought that even though it's very basic controls, something about hitting buttons and kind of being a part of the experience added something for me than if it had just played out like a cutscene. It does add like a certain like adrenaline to it because you're like, yeah. oh shit, 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 shit. But <laughs> I was like, oh, I've died nine times. Can we just get on with it, please? Because I, yeah. you know. I guess that yeah. was the end. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would guess if you're a good that... game player, you enjoy it. But if you're shitty at it, like me and Craig, you don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I would definitely say it also adds a slight frustration level to it uh, that maybe not necessary that much, at least. It's not a major complaint. It's just like that's my only real gripe I have is just the weird decisions. But it's uh, so I completely enjoyed it. Yeah, but I guess if we want to finish up the Lemon Cake reviews, I think I'm going to go with the prevailing view as well as, like, give it a four, since, like, I enjoyed this episode much more than the first one. It sort of had those, I guess, action beats and more characters that I enjoyed and, uh, like, more meaningful scenes, I suppose. But it was still kind of felt a little bit like build-up, so I'm not comfortable giving it a five, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Mm. So if we want to dig into the story, then I guess we could go into the first Asher scene, then. 
So we join Asha Forrester uh, as he is emptying his bladder on the streets of Yunkai at three days after the liberation, and that sort of firmly establishes the game as being set in the show universe instead of the book universe again. Yeah. <laughs> kind of unreal. Actually, it helps that it's the show universe because, it, like, her, his name is Asha, and I'm always thinking to call her <laughs> Ash, like Ash. Fuck, what's her name? Yara in the show. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I, she reminds me of the Ironborn chick. Uh, it's Asha, right? In the book? Yeah. Oh, you're thinking yeah, of his his friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Chris Shooter. Her, her, her name is something else. His name is Asher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It starts with a B. But what I'm saying is, I keep thinking they're talking about her because she reminds me of so much of Asher from the Iron Islands. Mm. Like, that's yeah, what I, I picture her as now. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, I don't really see that that much. Like, she's pretty tan, isn't she? <laughs> okay. Details. Uh, Asher's got to spend some time in the South, but. She speaks the common tongue with very little accents, which I think she's from Westeros, or at least one of the one of the Western free cities. Maybe it's just me being sexist and being like, "There's only one fighting woman here." <laughs> Could very well be. But on the, the sort of on the street, the scene that sort of bothered me was that they had like a manticore there. Like, I mean, I thought just roaming the streets, just manticores. Yeah, I mean, I th- thought those were only supposed to be like super expensive and rare. Like, you just like got them from some jungle island somewhere. Like, and but they're just like roaming the streets here. Like, it's something that people would remember from the show from Danny. You know, when it <laughs> I was like poised over the buttons, thinking I was gonna have to do something. <laughs> do you mm. want to pee on the manticore? Do you not want yeah. to pee on the manticore? Yeah. Press A to stomp on it, or <laughs> press B to run away. Yeah, I guess it was just sort of like trying to showcase Asher's sort of badassery that he just doesn't care about this sort of like super poisonous thing over there. He just like right. shrugs it off. With his dick out, he just it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd get that thing packed away ASAP if I was in that situation. Maybe so. it's not big enough to worry about. <laughs> no way it can hit this thing. <laughs> So, like, overall, what did you guys think about the introduction of Asher, like, as a character? I didn't <laughs> like his accent, oh. actually. I think it's it was kind of forced, forced northern accent. Northern accent. Uh, I think all of them sound the same, like him and Ethan and Roderick. I think all their accents sound un- the same, so they kind of go together. <sighs> Yeah, but I just think that Ethan's and and the others their their accents work better than his. All right. Maybe he's got a re- he's trying hard because he's been away from home for so long to yeah, he's, yeah. he's overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't know. Yeah. Generally, for me, I was I was into it. I thought that it's just really fun to do that. I think you mentioned this on the forums, Peter. That just like the swashbuckling roguery <laughs> of it. I guess it was it was just fun. It was like a cool like take on on the world and i'm into seeing where it goes in the future and yeah it was was fun i like being in essos surprisingly it's they made a they did a good job kind of making (laughs) that's why danny stayed there (laughs) (laughs) because of asher just a nice place to be yeah were we even i mean we're meant to believe that they're part of danny's army but we're never told what group of sellswords they're in or are they're just like two roaming sellswords just attached to any particular company because you know they're obviously not part of the the Lost Legion, right? Sounds to no. me like they were, they were like following up behind her, like they're in the city behind her, and like they were helping, like they got they captured the guy for the slaves that took over. 
Yeah, like they're the not with the army currently. They're staying behind for whatever reason. So maybe they're not really with any. I don't know. I I imagine it would make. Wouldn't it make sense for him to be in the Second Sons? Wouldn't that be like? The well, thing? they're dressed <laughs> like their armor is kind of like Dario's armor, you know. With the but I don't know if that like shoulder blade thing like that's just sellsword in general, not any specific company. Yeah, I think they're probably mm. freelancers. Like they talk about the Second Sons that they have some contacts there, but the sort of like pissed off at Astra, so they're probably not part of the yeah. company. Okay. But at this point, James, is Danny in Marine yet? Because I know they're in Yunkai, but I... I think she's marching to Marine at this point. Okay. On the way. Yeah, because they know that she's there because they're going after her, right? <laughs> I'm always confused about where it is. Like, when Jon Snow pops up, I'm like, is he, what, what is he right now to the, the Night's Watch? It's, he yeah. just came back from the, the Wildlings. He, he's back from that. I had to do that with Tyrion, where I was like, wait a minute. He's got the scar on his face. This is after the Blackwater, but he's still in the good graces of the court, so it's before... It's, mm. it's tough to just... Get we'll, get, get to Tyrion. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Tyrion. We'll get to Tyrion. I got something to say about that. Yeah, so um, I guess we get this sort of like made-up cell sword company, the Lost Legion here from Volantis then. That's sort of the big antagonist for this section of the game. Yeah. <laughs> With their cool... They're pretty cool. Greek yeah. helmets. Yeah, they're, they've got cool armor. I like it. I'm into it. There's a lot of them, though. It seems like there's always like another <laughs> one. <laughs> How many people killed them? Every single one of them. Yeah, every single one I saw, I killed him. No, the, the guy, like, you have the choice to break his neck or break his knee. Oh, I didn't kill him. I didn't kill that guy. Which yeah. I, I don't think you could have killed him. Cause, well, I killed him in did. one and didn't kill him in the other. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they see him, like, two guys are helping him away if you don't kill him. But if you do kill mm. him, they never help him away. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, this was one of the things that sort of, like, swayed me towards the game, like, I was like, oh, they got the law right, like, they've got purple eyes there from Volantis, they like, got the Valyrian blood, I'm like, I'm into this, but, like, then it, then they went into the potatoes thing, and I was like, fuck potatoes. <laughs> I actually didn't notice the whole potato thing, when was that? Well, it's, it's coming up, it's what coming up. <laughs> Okay, because I didn't notice it. How did you miss that? Potato fugurities. Because it doesn't really make that much difference for me. Me is more like which uh, shape of shields do people use, and are they strapped to their uh, hands or yeah. or what? Stuff like I get it. like I get it, but combat. The best line in the in the whole thing was the potato fucker line. You don't have to pick it, but it's hilarious. So <laughs> maybe Patrick made some it. decisions earlier that he didn't get that option. <laughs> That's the real maybe. game they're playing. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think I want to come back to Asher, like because we do have a short scene of him and later on, like when they're leaving. So I guess we could sort of yeah. try to wrap him up right now. Just like, do the whole storyline. Yeah, like um, sure. like they're going to Marine next, and like Beshka has some sort of like dark secret in Marine that she doesn't want to reveal. I suppose. I guess. Whatever could that be? Yeah, she's got this like. Like scars on her face. Looks like it might have been some sort of beast. I guess. Mm. I don't know. Oh, you think she was maybe a slave, like a, a slave pit fighter? Yeah, yeah like Belvas, maybe. I think there'll be like Velociraptors in the next episode or something. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> we'll hopefully. See. Aren't the Velociraptors all on Satharios? They they haven't made the way over. Well, there are some in Bravos as well. Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> also, we get Asher's uncle showing up out of nowhere, which was very fortuitous at the perfect second. Yeah, like, I don't know how much time I sp- like, 
taken like elapsed between sections, <laughs> like because um, Ethan died like a week ago or something. <laughs> yeah. Alright, but somebody. this is the show. We got little finger teleporters up in here. Yeah, yeah, he, he, just, point, yeah. <laughs> he hitched a ride on the eagle on the uh, Raven as it was flying over the opening scenes map, and that just dropped him in in uh, Yunkai. Roderick's been dead for like a over a, like two weeks now and he just shows up in a cart and he's fine he's like oh just a few stitches i should be okay how many how many how many weeks have actually passed if you actually think about it because it wasn't like straight away after garen came home that the whole whole thing with yeah the choice with the bolton you know snow ramsey snow and everything, so that might actually have been like two, three weeks, three weeks at least, right? Well, Garrett's between... time to get to the wall, so <laughs> yeah. But but Garrett had to walk from the twins to, to Iron Wrath, <laughs> and in that whole time, past the Ironborn and Mokalen easily, there was no issue there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just talking about like time frame, and then but that whole time, and then got to the wall, and then Roderick has been in a cart, dead the whole, with no food, water, or anything, but he's just. That's fine. You're not supposed to think about these things. Yeah, you're <laughs> gravely wounded, I guess you can... How long can you survive in that state? Maybe a week at best, I suppose. But Maybe he was yeah. taking bites out of his dad to stay alive. <laughs> like Ravenous. Good reference, good reference. Yeah? But okay, okay, moving on from Marine, I guess we can move on to Roderick's mm. first scene, like on the corpse cart, and we get some more yep. maggots that everybody loved in the first episode. <laughs> and uh, on this scene, I was like really like fearing for Roderick's life, like that they rode up into the courtyard and they were gonna leave. And I was like, oh fuck, is are we really gonna? Is he really gonna leave? Like, oh shit, like are we gonna have to survive in the wild alone or something like that? But thankfully, <laughs> he was able to drag himself out of the cart and plop himself <laughs> down on the ground there. And, yeah, wouldn't Sir Roiland at least want to, like, get the body of his lord back for a burial? Like, he's just going to let him go because it was a, a fucking fray? Or, well, hold up, just... this is Sir Roiland we're talking about here, alright? My yeah, but... sentinel. <laughs> he's not my sentinel. No, he's not. not my sentinel. He's mine in one and not in the other. Yeah, I do think yeah. Roiland makes for a better sentinel than uh, Duncan did. I wanted to pick him, but I just I felt Duncan's level-headed, and I felt like we needed subtlety with dealing with Ramsey, and of course that didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't matter what you did. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna do a replay with uh, different choices, especially Roiland. Uh, I think I'm gonna choose him next time. Yeah, I, mean, I, so I like how like, like appeases the white pill soldiers. He's like getting them drunk and all that shit, like. Royland is starving them out. Right. Hey, dude. They're getting Royland ready to riot. Oh, and the other one, he's actually, he's not feeding them? That's... Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I like that. Yeah, either way, you've got an issue. Um, just generally on Roderick, I, I think it, it's really, I mean, first of all, it's a game changer that he's alive. Like, the whole point at the end of episode one that was really scary was there was no lord, as far as we could tell, in Iron Wrath. So to have him there and to have some kind of even though he's beat up and obviously not at full strength, he, having him exist is really, really big, and I thought that was a cool sort of switch up, and I look, I think he's a fun character, so I like it. Yeah, good point, exactly. Like, that was, like, how I sort of fell in love with the episode, too, because, like, I love the Asher section with all the, like, rogue swashbuckling stuff, and, like, then we find out that Roderick is alive, that I was sort of like that. 
I really like that because I sort of like fell in love with Roderick a little bit. Even that like that first scene in episode one and like he's like fighting and being all badass and even his codex entry and all that stuff. I was like I was really sad that he died and now that he's alive it's uh Are we know if who's the older brother between the two? It's Roderick. Roderick is the oldest? Okay. Uh, Uh, Roderick is the heir. Yeah. Yeah. Um who do you think's the bigger badass between the two? It's kinda hard to say because Roderick is like walking around with like his his intestines falling out and stuff, so (laughs) he's pretty cool. I feel like Roderick was, but it probably isn't anymore, obviously. Ash he kinda let the woman do a lot of the work in the battle. Uh, she was like yeah. killing people left and right, and he got his ass backed into a corner, and then his uncle came in and saved him. Yeah, well, I don't know how good a fighter he is. <laughs> the best guy's pretty badass, though, with the, like the cookeries and shit like that. I was really into yeah, that. She, she's got like the Legolas swords. <laughs> but I don't know, like, Roderick is more sort of the sort of like the noble knight archetype, I suppose. And, yeah. And Asher is more of like this sort of like, I don't know, berserker sort of like. I guess yep. like rogue likes this sort of like a underhanded like I don't know dirty fighting kind of guy. I think feel like. Do you th- do you think like Roderick would would actually use the uh, the sword the the, the two hander the uh, Gregor sword? Uh, yeah, their sword. Yeah, I don't like. That's a good point. Like I don't think that like Roderick is probably not gonna ever fight again. I don't think. Nah. Like, do you guys agree? Anything's possible in this. I think. I think that they they, they <laughs> could make an excuse. He just lived for two weeks with no medicine you know, and no food. Yeah, to speed water. up the recovery beyond reason. I think it could happen, but yeah. I, I I think it could go either way. We don't know how much time's going to go by because we know that this is set between. This will end before the next season starts, right? So there's only a couple weeks at least for him to get better. So I can't see him mending yeah. fully, you know, and getting back into fighting form. He'll have to use his wits. So that, that, that'll mm. be more fun, though. Also, I think. Did you guys decline the milk of the poppy? Uh, <laughs> you're not trusting the maester? I still don't trust... I don't trust you and McGregor. I mean that maester. <laughs> <laughs> I declined, too, just because Roderick's the biggest badass around. He doesn't need that shit. <laughs> need that shit. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, I dragged that shit up straight away. <laughs> did you guys so, uh, need the little girl's help, or did you take the sword? Oh, I had her help. I had uh, Talia's <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about How about the... So when... I'm just gonna ask a question. When did when did you guys start mistrusting Maesters? Was that like because of Marvin the Mage or what? Because oh no, I don't trust all Maesters. I distrust. I just distrust this guy because one of the first options we had was like, well, I could make you my Maester. I was like, I, well, just the fact that that's there and he was gonna respond to that. I, just, <laughs> I got a weird vibe from him. Just uh, like he, you know, about the North Grove. Like he felt like he was he was poking your buttons, trying to get answers yeah, out of you when you were that. weak. Yeah. Did you, uh, in the Codex, do you know where he's from originally? Which house he's... Somewhere in the uh, way, I think. Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ortengren? There's no other Ortengrens in the book, as far as we know, correct? That no, seemed like he's... Not aware of. Maybe he's, like, Peter Baelish's uh, little brother we hadn't heard of yet, either. Oh, shit. That would be like, interesting. <laughs> Um, I did two playthroughs as well. Like, I wanted to see what happened if you didn't take the milk of the puppy. Like, if you got to see like the, like the uh, surgery that went down. But it's just like if you don't take it, you just sort of pass out from the pain. So it doesn't hey, really yeah. make any difference. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, let's not shatter people's illusions. Like, 
Of course, every choice <laughs> makes a big difference. Of course. Oh yeah. Of course. No, but my point with the, with this whole sword thing is, it's it's their family sword. You know, you know, Ned used ice, and uh, but 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 do you think any of the the remaining men in the in the family actually will be able to use that ancestral sword of theirs? Well, I don't know. Like Asher seems Asher. like a dual wielder kind of guy. Like oh, yeah, okay. exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't really well, look like he's just lobbing around two-handers. Yeah, their little brother Ryan survives. Grows up. Yeah, he might grow into it. Mm. Assuming he's not a white hill turncloak. That's it's not a Valyrian steel sword. It's just like some casual force steel. <laughs> so who gives a shit? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <run-of-the-mill sword. laughs> it looks cool though. It's got like the insignia on the hilt there, so it's a pretty cool sword. I don't know. It's it's still like Gregor felt it was important enough to <laughs> send Garen on his way with the sword. Well, it was important. Sure. He lived because of it. <laughs> well, that first season, I know you guys already talked about it, but when they were like kept bitching about, oh, we're worth ten of your men, then why did one of our fucking pig farmers just kill two of you and run the third one off? <laughs> yeah, you're worth ten of us, all right. Oh man, we, we're gonna fight. Oh, Garen, Garen is like the biggest badass ever. Like he's so cool. Oh, um, is uh. uh. <laughs> okay, well, good segue though. Let's move on to Garrett, and he gets to the yeah. wall and meets all the new faces there. Like um, uh, so Garrett gets to the wall and meets up with Cutter and uh, Frostfingers and uh, Finn. So um. What do you guys think about this new set of characters at the wall? Like, was it too similar to John's experience? Or? Yeah. What yeah, do you I mean? This is nothing like John's experience. Not oh, no. remotely. <laughs> it's just clones, really. Well, that's like. like he... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say he's dealing with a bully. I guess <laughs> John was dealing with bullies too, but I think that's the wall in general. No, but he has Alistair Thorne equivalent and this guy he's gonna be friend and yeah, it's a lot. Oh like, I don't I don't yeah. think less of that the Frostfingers guy yet. You don't think like, less I, of him? I, I don't think of him like I do Alistair Thorne. Oh, okay. I think of him more as Dolores's Ed's much less funny brother. Because <laughs> like you're all gonna die seven thousand times every time he talks. He kinda looks like Benjin, but he's kinda skinny. I don't know like they sort of had to felt the need to introduce this sort of like trainer character that wasn't there in the books or the show. I guess they couldn't like secure the actor for Alyssa well, Thorne or something. Well, that's like one of my, it's not a complaint but it seems like so many of the characters, it's just analogs for characters that we know and it, it, at once it gets to the point where it almost doesn't matter who they are because it's like okay, that's a Catelyn analog, that's that's Alyssa Thorne, that, you know, it just because they all, it feels like it takes away from what they're doing if mm. if you always think of their other, you know, person in the books or in the show. Like, why couldn't they have had Ed just not just in the background there? Like, there were no characters there that we recognize. Uh, Jon Snow is there. Well, except for, for Kit <laughs> Harrington, of course. Jon Snow. His, yeah, and like, jeez, if there was no dialogue, you'd think that Garrett had the hots for Jon Snow. Like, he just kept looking at him from the corner of his eye. I know. Just, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it, I think yeah. he was looking at just the the people in charge that were supposed to be watching them. Like he's kind of wanted them to notice that he was doing well. Yeah, look at me, look at me. But he did have like that little smile, like, mm, "Hi, John. <laughs> look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> Shoot a crossbow yeah. <laughs> between the eyes. Between this crossbow. Ooh. Yeah, but that hair though, it's 
he Kid Harrington has really nice hair, right? So that's <laughs> curly. <laughs> I, in general, like this storyline, I'm just like I don't know how this is going to remotely factor into everything else, and that's why I'm kind of not engaged by it so far. I just uh, it just doesn't. Away. Yeah, unless he runs away or something. I, I mean, something could happen. And then the his North two Coast. friends come and stop him, and they make him recite the oath. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that'll happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just I sort of what? feel like they aren't going to want to retread this sort of like the Battle for Castle Black. So exactly. That they're going to make Garrett a ranger and they're going to send him north of the wall to find the North Grove in a couple I of guess. episodes. I guess. Like, I saw that the, I think the sort of title card for episode four was a White Walker or another, so I figure that that's Would probably th- going to be there. Do you think the White Grove, the North Grove is beyond the wall? Yeah, sure yeah. it is. Oh, I thought it was a part of their lands that, like, that's what he was there. He has to protect. That's why he told them to look out for the North Grove. They should call it the very North Grove. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I missed that because I figured like there were some trees that like you can't cut down, or there's some weird magic thing going on, like in the North Grove. I I think it was. It really it felt to me like it was the secret place, and it wouldn't really be that secret if it was like like 50 miles from uh, Winterfell. Uh, Yeah, I think it's definitely north of the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that was a, that's my biggest revelation I've had yet. So thank you for that. So did you guys ask anybody about the North Grove? Like, did you reveal the secret to anyone? <laughs> Only to the guy yeah. that he told me to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Duncan. Yeah. Duncan. Yeah, I guess on my like first playthrough, I kept it pretty close to the chest. But like on my second playthrough, I revealed it to everybody. So like, <laughs> I asked cross fingers about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I've heard of the North Grove. I've heard about Snarks and Grumpkins too, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? The wall knows about whites at this point. Why would he talk about snarks and crap? Yeah, and I told John the same thing, and he was like, "Yeah, old man used to tell stories about like ice dragons and the North Grove, like something." Oh wow! Oh, see, that's because I didn't tell anyone about it. That's why I don't know anything about it. Is, that, is there an ice dragon there? Is that what's going to happen? Maybe, <laughs> never know. But it would be glorious. Everyone you mention it to, they sort of know it from like old legends and stuff like that. But I don't know what it's actually gonna be. Probably Jesus, something I, I never kept would. secrets. Yeah, keep your mouth shut, people. Well, you have to tell us uh, when we get further on in the story if it has really any repercussions. Hey, guess what? You can do it yourself. But bam, <laughs> just go back yeah. and start telling people. It's like yeah. you're not gonna tell anybody about it. Well, you're gonna like just gonna go up there on your own and like get eaten by an ice dragon or something. Should at least tell Jones know about it. <laughs> They're not gonna eat me. I'm a tuttle. Tuttle. <laughs> Generally speaking, like I'm just at this point not that interested in it. I feel like it's it's too. It feels too much like it's gonna end up being like a Deus Ex Machina thing and I'm worried about that and I, and in general just like the whole the whole wall storyline doesn't feel interesting so that, that's my biggest gripe so far I feel like they're not going to have anything that's that earth shattering in the Song of Ice and Fire world though like they're I mean, not they going to they're not going to roll out an ice dragon in the fucking telltale game and be like yep that's canon right there motherfuckers ice dragons <laughs> well according no to the, the telltale forums no, everyone thinks the north grove is somewhere on the iron on the iron rats lands like that's that's what i thought so i think you guys are crazy to think that this small northern house has a secret beyond the wall like <laughs> they can't even get there but i like on the first episode when you leave iron rath as garrett uh, duncan tells you like become a ranger if you can find the north grove or something like that okay so yeah. i forgot that so i'm yeah pretty You're sure probably... it's beyond the wall 
But yeah. Yeah, I think it probably has something to do with the ironwood because they're sort of going a little bit off the reservation there with the ironwood, like it's like produces blue fire and stuff like that. So it's like well, I looked into that. Apparently, a lot of really hardwoods will produce uh, blue fire under certain conditions, but it did seem to be almost almost magical. <laughs> is the is the condition if your lord dies? I don't know. I, I looked it up five minutes before we started recording. I was like, blue fire, ironwoods, and that's all I saw. Yeah, I don't know. Like when I was reading in books, and they were, George was talking about ironwood, I just thought it was like a like a fancy fantasy term for like pines or something like that. Like well, it seems like it's a general term just for hard for hardwoods. Like it's there is no actual ironwood in our world, right? Yeah. Like he calls some tree sentinels as well. I thought that was like a fir tree or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a common name for a large number of woods that have a reputation for hardness. Yeah, they exist, and they even exist in the books. They like there's iron woods mentioned in the books, but not like this kind. I'm sure this is like something else. I guess uh, you sort of have a little bit of a choice in the wall section. Like you can try to sort of befriend either Finn the bully or Cutter the thief. But did you guys try like which one did you go for? Well, well, let's let's go through this chronologically. Did you guys stand in his spot? I stood in his spot. I did too. Yeah, I said fuck. He didn't say fuck off, but I told him to say fuck off. Anybody else do that? Uh, yeah, I said. Fuck I, off. I think something like that. I did. I yeah, did. I just ignored him. But he didn't say that. Didn't he? I don't remember. I I remember clicking fuck off. Oh, I so he said something that you didn't say. click? Okay, so it's like Mass Effect. <laughs> well, he just didn't say fuck off. I mean, that's what I meant. That's what what he said meant, but he didn't say it. And I was like, hey. Come on, man. You listen to what I tell you. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, but on the whole, I did support Cotter. I I said that I well, I didn't reveal that he took the the dagger, and I fought the guy. Mm, Cotter looks shifty. He yeah, he he fucks potatoes. Yeah, but he lo- he looks shifty. Like the way he just looks around and stuff, and just oh that fucker. At least the other guy, you know, he's a bully. Yeah, Cotter yeah. is friendly though. Like when you first get to the wall, he's hey man, what's up? Like. You look, <laughs> you look nice, like, that's not good ar- around here or something like that. Did you check your inventory after you talked to him? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I might have taken my healing herbs or something. You could have taken your piece of linen or whatever you have. <laughs> See, I was so uh, not even realizing what was going on that I was like, what are those three things that are always at the corner of my screen? I can't click, I can't do anything. I realized it was my inventory. So, I, I just I just read up on the Wikipedia. Uh, there is actually something called Ironwood in in the real world. Yeah, that's what I, 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 Yeah, I didn't, okay, I, I didn't note, I didn't get that that you were It exists, but I, I'm fairly certain the Ironwood in the game is like, it's got something else going on for it to be yeah, this valuable. It's like beyond what probably. normal Ironwood is. Sure. But it could be like, uh, like there's olive trees and stuff like that. It could be like a... A special hard tree with like sort of a carotene or something in it, in it that makes it burn like it was alcohol or something, alcohol flames. Like on the wall section, like on my second playthrough, I did try to like befriend Finn because he's big and strong and that might come in handy. But like you can't really <laughs> betray Cutter to him. Like you can tell him that uh, Cutter was the one who stole the knife, but he beat you up anyway. So like. Uh, <laughs> You're better off just like trying to cozy up to Cutter, and maybe he'll. Send yeah, you, you know, you don't befriend the bully. That's you don't do that. What are you talking about? 
But so I guess yeah. there's not that much choice in this game after all. I know I'm <laughs> if if, again, if we're still saying that after episode six, then it's going to be a, a pretty uh, not worth it if there's no choice. <laughs> we're going to be like, well, it's a good thing Cersei remembered that shit because it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of those reminder things, there was one in this episode I just want to shout out to. If you don't say anything to John when like he asks you why you're on the wall, uh, he it will say up there, "John Snow knows nothing." So that was that was. Oh, funny. I saw you post that. Someone posted that. I thought that was. I thought it was that fake was a joke. No, that, that actually can happen in the game. Yeah. I like. If you say nothing when he asks you why you're there. What if you just say nothing the entire game? How that ends up? Like you never say anything. So is that like Jon Snow knows about nothing? Is that what it means, or is it like? Oh Jon well, it's Snow like knows you, he knows nothing about you. I think is the joke, like because you didn't say anything about your intentions. Oh, gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so I guess we can move on to the first mirror scene in the episode. That um, starts with writing letters of invitations to Marjorie's wedding and like. Uh, you. This is where the excitement really picks up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need I someone who knows. I want to know someone who knows more about medieval history, but I'm under the impression that paper was very valuable back then. That they didn't actually just send out wedding invitations like that. Like they use the same piece of paper over and over again. Dude, these are the rich of the rich. Yeah, but these even the one percenters like, of Westeros. Yeah, but paper was like. They didn't even use spaces when they wrote stuff out. <laughs> like it just seems like paper was super. And they're just writing. Dear Sir Maynard Blob, whatever. I don't know. That just bothered me. But I, I didn't bother to look up uh, if they, if there were medieval <laughs> wedding invitations extant. I feel like you're thinking too much, Greg. I'll try not. <laughs> We've been nitpicking this whole time. We can't give shit for that. I guess we like glossed over the fact that sort of Roderick's small council scene that you sort of got that goal in your head to sort of like secure the marriage alliance with the Glenmores. And yeah, Mira can help out with that if you've taken certain steps beforehand. Yeah. Um, well, so I I don't know if you need uh, the seal to make it work because evidently, like someone said in the forums, I I forget who said that you you can send it anyway without sealing the letter, and she'll still think it's from Marjorie. So I don't know. Hmm. I mean, Marjorie said in one of the ones I did, Marjorie was like, "I'll talk to my grandmother, and she'll know what to do." Yeah. So I didn't do anything with the. Yeah, that would make paper. sense. Yeah, that one too. Like on my second playthrough, like I'll talk to my grandmother. She'll set something up, but nothing came of it. It was just like a complete. Oh, nothing came of it the whole episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so I, I did send it, and it does help you secure the alliance. Um, I think the way to make it work, otherwise, is that uh, you have to you have to trade, so you have to give the Glenwalls some of your ironwood. Uh, though I, I messed up because I, there's a way, I guess, if you. Uh, so she doesn't like being coerced by the letter. Uh, what's her name? Isn't happy about that. Uh, Glenwall woman. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember her, her name. <laughs> but um, but she's unhappy about it. But I guess you can make her th- still like kind of into you and and wants to do the marriage for love anyway. But I, I didn't do that. I made it very much sound like he was of necessity, and so we're not really best buds right now. Yeah, I just laid down <laughs> my iron wood on the table, and she couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> But I sort of feel like I've sort of given my Ironwood or promised it to like seven different parties. To everybody, yeah. Well, everybody's getting one tree, so it's fine. Everybody's <laughs> getting half somehow. I don't know. Like, what? I don't know my it that well. You keep cutting it into more halves, yeah. Well, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter if you find the North Grow, does it? So then you have you would have plenty of trees left because the other guys wouldn't know of your secret grove. Right, north of the walls. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there are no ice dragons. We spent a whole episode talking about ice dragons. There are no ice dragons in this world. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that ice dragon, that ice dragon is not in this world. Uh, they say it is. Mm. We'll save it. Take it easy, Greg. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many people don't have any patience for her other handmaiden? Oh, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. I don't give a shit what she says or what she's yeah. talking about. She's like she's trying to get you in trouble all the time. <laughs> Your friends like, yeah, let's we'll take my my dad's uh, liquor. It'll be fine. They won't catch us. And then we'll sit in public in the living room drinking out of the bottle, <laughs> right. hoping my my uncle or my mom doesn't come by. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm playing maximum as I said in the first episode, self interested um, Mira here. So I'm gonna throw her under the bus as soon as I can. <laughs> I just want to kill as soon as possible. <laughs> So I they just said heard of the Grove at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just sort of reveals, like, out of the blue, that, hey, I'm a bastard, by the way. Like, I don't know if you'll find this information useful in the future, but here it is anyway. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> I sort of feel weird about, like, Tyrion just coming along and being all nice to all the handmaidens. Like, he's such a nice guy to everybody you meet. Like, here's so, Tyrion. Uh, it's mostly like a nice my... young girl, so isn't it, though? I feel like my opinion on Tyrion is tainted by what I know from the books, and I shouldn't be trusting him as much as I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that Tyrion was actually painted that positively in this, because kind of it's he seems like he's very flippant about the situation with Mira, whereas it, for her it's like life or death for her whole family. For him it seems like it's a joke. He even says, like, this should be funny. And I think this kind of highlights how the super high lords, the you know the lords paramount, etc., the guys in control kind of feel about the the lesser ones, and they, they do feel very much like pawns. You feel like a pawn as Mira in this, um, and I think that the Tyrion's de- de- still a part of that, so I didn't think Tyrion was all good in this. Exactly. But I, but I feel like from like my books, I'm like, oh, Tyrion's a nice guy, he's gonna try to help me out, but he's not, he's gonna be in the self-interest of the Lannisters, and it's just, you have to know that. It's, I'm not one of the small folks, so he's not trying to please me for any reason. Mm-hmm. Do you guys trust Tyrion? Like, I kind of feel like, sort of from a metagaming perspective, like, since the wedding is coming up, maybe I shouldn't, like, put all my eggs in the basket with the deal with Tyrion, because he's going to be in jail soon. So yeah. he's not going to be any help to me. But I don't know, there's not really any other avenues of, like, alliance in there. I guess you can kiss Cersei's ass, but I don't think that's going to pay off. Not unless you're Moon Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see later on how it turns out. That would be actually quite cool to do a complete like uh yes psycho playthrough where you do all the, the the crazy things that you wouldn't do normally. I don't know Let's if you know this, how... but it's a video game and you can do that. Yeah, I know. I just wanna <laughs> I just wanna feel I just wanna get a feel for if is actually give it like a payoff in the end. I won't actually know that before like later on. You mean you so don't want to waste hours of your life doing it? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, exactly. I want, I want to know if this is payoff or not before I do it. Right now, nothing seems to really change that much. But, but I guess it's the first two episodes. They can't really have too much change. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to judge too much on the lack of choice yet until I see later on. I mean, I don't expect a lot of divergent endings, but I do hope that there's some, you know, diverging stuff in the middle, kind of takes yeah. various things up a bit. I was surprised by how big the file was, how little change there was from one playthrough to another. Like, I thought there would be more scenarios. 
Yeah, it's kind of concerning. Like they got this out pretty fast, and they're obviously working on another a lot of other stuff. But I do worry that they're not maybe putting as much content into this as we may hope. Uh, part of my feeling on that is the fact that this episode was really buggy. Like there were a lot of bugs with it, so I don't know how much polished really? and, and attention there. For me, yeah, there were a lot of weird, random visual like <laughs> desyncing things going on with the audio. So the, the first time I played through it, when uh, he's laying on the card at the beginning, his father is just a black nothingness like nothingness in the world like, i didn't even know what it was like, <laughs> I and i'm like what the fuck was it you can see the maggots are all lit up but you can't see anything it's just black it's like a hole in the screen <laughs> the same thing Boy. with the cart driver did you eat him huh <laughs> you eat him? Uh, n- n- no i didn't <laughs> of course not. i only had a lag when they were doing the previously like every every scene they showed repeated it twice it was just, oh, wow, I felt okay. like it was just catching up. Maybe it was, I don't know, just because it was just starting, but it stopped after yeah. a couple minutes. <laughs> so you watched the things on the previously twice, so it was actually the third time you'd seen them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess we could talk about sort of Roderick's confrontation with Lord. Oh, we didn't do everything with we didn't do everything with Mira. Oh, uh, we're done with Mira. Oh, we're done? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, go, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like... Roderick's confrontation with Lord Whitehill. I sort of feel like every episode it's sort of repeating the same sort of beats. Like every episode, somebody gravely wounded arrives at Iron Wrath and the Maester patches them up, and then Lord Whitehill comes for a visit, and then they like argue <laughs> for a bit. Something well, ev- every time the Baron Harkonnen shows up, I just get, I mean, every time that <laughs> shows up, it's, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, he's he's got no redeeming features, but I kind of like. I feel like someone in his position should be more, uh, like, wh- why is he keeping the Foresters around anyway? Like, they have no, like, he should just get rid of them and then take over. That's he has their rights to their land anyway, but he's just keeping them around because they're just because they're their name basically. I mean, oh, for the game, it makes sense. I understand, but like from political standpoint, it, like, why you you won, they lost, take their shit. No, I think they need their their knowledge on working with the Ironwood. Mm. Yeah, I'm like sure you the, can get that deal. from one of their like forest. Like, you think that they're actually in the forest doing the work and get someone on their land to get the info? So I'm I was looking yeah. forward to Roderick lumberjacking in the future. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lumberjack, not, but he's not, not okay with that leg. Not with that leg. <laughs> but they didn't actually legally get the rights to the whole grove. They only got like half of it from from yeah. snow. Yeah, but he says it in the episode. There's no what's stopping him from taking it all. Nothing. No, not not necessarily. Unless you can in later episodes like get in with the uh, with Ramsey or something, get cozy with him or 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 get Bruce. Cozy with Ramsey, he killed your lord. Sure, why not? I'd do it. I would not. <laughs> in the game, I mean. But yeah, I think it, you might be able to do that in some say in sense. Play Ramsey or. Or uh, appeal to Ruse. Mm, I sort of get the feeling that we probably won't see Ramsey again, at least this season in the game. Yeah, I thought okay. I was playing him pretty well when I, I was weaseling my way around, kneeling <laughs> to him, and I was like, oh, I got this, I got this. I was uh-huh. washing my hands off, and then stabby stabby dead dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but what about the big choice in the episode? Did you kneel and kiss Lord Whitehouse's ring, or did you defy him? No defy fucking him. way. I would kneel to that guy. No way. I, I tried both of them, and it didn't really make any difference if I didn't. Uh, don't, don't say that. Don't shatter our illusions. We're gonna. <laughs> How did 
A precious <laughs> illusion. The, the, How uh, the do best... you kneel to him anyway? His leg is like all busted up. I feel like he would just, <laughs> he just collapse the on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kneeling, I fell. This game is really destroying all the many worlds theory, because if there's not actually a new universe spinning off into existence every time I don't make a decision, it kind of bothers me that there's really only one world. But uh, it does affect your uh, relationship with with the uh, Glenmore girl. She doesn't respect you if you if you kneel. Well, that was the big reason I didn't kneel, because I figured that would like turn her back to my side, was to, by oh. seeing that you didn't kneel to him, but if, then she kind of doesn't, she just leaves anyway. So she just, well, she doesn't show up for the wedding then, or talk to you when you kneel? Or not no, the wedding, what am I saying? But they wed them with the great I just assume, I just assume weddings at this point. Roderick's sort of bride to be, and like, yeah. you kneel, you get Ryan for the funeral, and if you don't, you get Gwyn Whitehill, who's Asher's sort of beloved. Yeah. You get to meet yeah. her. Yeah. And plus, it seemed like the mother was kind of out of oh, mind okay. a little bit there, so I wasn't going to make epic decisions based on just because she wants my brother at the funeral. Yeah, oh, she, yeah fuck she's her. She's like Caitlyn. She <laughs> looks like Caitlyn, too. She's got Caitlyn's freaking cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> the no, high cheekbones no, theory. She's, They're sisters. She's, the she's totally Tully. different. No, she's totally different. She's blonde hair. Can't see that, man. That's no, she's got like red. she's got like red hair. Nah, Whoa. she's That's sort so of blonde. Funny. Santa had brown hair. These people can dye their motherfucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just took chlorine and bleached her hair, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of that, like how there sort of seem to be sort of like uh, carbon copies of the stocks, the yeah. foresters, like, I was like positively surprised by the fact that Roderick wasn't just like a Rob copy, that he was like, he sort of has aspects of Jamie in him now because he's like this warrior that used to be the best of the best. He's probably never gonna fight again. That he's just got to have to like become more political and sort of like settle into his new sort of lifestyle. I guess there's a bit of brand in that as well. But yeah, like they're yeah, at first they sort of seem like carbon copies of the Starks, but like if you dig deeper, they sort of seem a little bit different. I think. Yeah, I think Roderick's the most interesting character so far, and I also think Asher is distinct from that mold uh, for the most part. Yeah, that, that uh, the the youngest girl, who was Talia. her name? Talia. Talia. Yeah, I liked her as well. Yeah, she's really sweet. I like her as well. Like, she sings and she's really sweet. That's, that's <laughs> what you need. Like, yeah. <laughs> she knows know like about Ilan Payne and stuff. I don't know how she knows <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, did anyone actually send her off uh, <laughs> to Ramsey? You mean don't save her? I don't know. I've never tried that. I think he decides to take the brother anyway. I'm sure. Like, okay. Something happens. Okay. Yeah, I mean, of course, the men are more valuable than the girls. Come on. I mean, is he is the kid gonna sing the song instead? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna do that next try, just to try to send her off. And yeah, even though I know yeah. she's gonna be re-raped and yeah. and hunted down. That's no, way I too much alternate animating they would have had to do if, if it was someone else there the whole time. If you don't save her, you just get like a passive-aggressive version of the funeral song, like... <laughs> it's not like, fight on, fight on, Ethan the Brave, it's like, watch on, watch on, Ethan the Wise, or something like that. Ill and pain is coming. <laughs> so did any of you guys actually bend the knee? No, I didn't. Uh, on your main playthrough, I guess? I sort of figure, like, in this game, like, 
you should just go for what you feel like makes for the best story because there's not gonna be that much divergence anyway. So like just defy everybody so and like that's what I'm doing exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to make it like characterized though. I'm not trying to just flippantly pick always the def defiant option. I'm trying to be characters as much as I can. Well, you want to talk about the last mirror scene in the garden? How about the uh, the discussion with the Tyrion and her? We kind of talked. Uh, yeah. Well, do you mean the discussion in the throne room or the one out in the garden? No, the in the throne room where they uh, yeah. where she interrupts them and does her thing. Yeah, I just I don't I don't really know where that's going to go at this point. I did uh, end up deciding to make the trade happen since I don't want to risk the White Hills getting an edge on that. They kind of forced my hand, but uh, I, I don't know what's going what, to come with that. Again, my big takeaway is that it, it feels a lot like a game for Tyrion, which is kind of interesting. I thought that was a cool like kind of representation of how it, how it looks uh, from the lens of these lower lords as kind of um, how insignificant they are. Especially because it's not mentioned in the books at all that he, he does this for this girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, really, it's not really that important for him at all. That's that's just what I took away from it actually. That yeah, feels like, like he... it's two o'clock or something like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna Next. piss on Cersei's plans on two o'clock and three o'clock. Well, I'll do that some more. It seems to me like he's just trying to get a better price from those other merchants. He's just like, oh well, she's a forester. We'll buy from them, so they're gonna come back with a better price. Because I mean, he's the master of coin, right? I was gonna say it's a Bravosi merchant guy, right? Negotiator guy. Is that is that the, a, the nice one? Yeah, he, he has such a nice voice. I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been convinced by anything that guy said. <laughs> I didn't necessarily notice that, but okay, good to know. Thanks for sharing. When, um, uh -huh. when you when Tyrion asked you that question at the end, like, will you do what I ask? Like, that's him playing with you. Right there, because like if you say, "Yeah, I'll do anything," else, he's like, "You just promised me to do anything I want." He's like, "That is either very brave or very stupid." And then you say the other one, and he's like, "Oh, that's interesting." Like he's learning you right there. I'm guessing. Never promised Tyrion anything. I'm telling you, he's gonna fuck us. Well, he's he's doomed anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. We know yeah, he's fucked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you could just go old Sansa on it and just say whatever people want to hear. That's what I did with the queen. Jesus, scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the way she said the when when uh, Tyrion commented that she has a knack for answering questions without saying anything at all. Her her response said, "I'm not sure that I like that about her." Uh, <laughs> like the whole that part, she's that the this mirror character is actually doing. A pretty good job at, at playing the game, even though she's what 13, 14? Yeah. Well, like actually, she's whatever age you are. <laughs> yeah, I sort of like accidentally fell into that, like on the first episode with the audience with Cersei. I was trying to be like sort of kissing her ass or stuff like that, but like then I picked the option like, do you swear allegiance to the king or something like that? And I picked the one true king, and she actually said like the one true king, yes. And Cersei was like, Cersei what the fuck does that mean? Like, what the hell, yeah, sure. But, so it turned into this whole, like, Villa Mandalay thing, like, into a defiance thing again, I guess. that's It's the most satisfying option, I guess, but maybe not the smartest one for the character. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the other options, then, that would have made her believe that you meant Joffrey? Yeah, I think um, it's probably the one with Joffrey in it. 
Oh, that's probably <laughs> That would make sense. Oh, you're so glib sometimes. I picked Joffrey. I gotta win the game here, guys. Yeah. yeah. Or die. I feel like no answer you made here would actually be win or lose the game. Well, we'll not, see. I, we'll see, Brett. Yeah, oh, you're I, right. You're right. My I bad. thought this was the pivotal point in the whole series. Of like, now Seriously, you, we'll I, remember that. They yeah, should be like, are, remember when you said this? Yeah, off with her head. Yeah. And then she's just dead out of the game. It's going yeah, right, to be like... Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> like a uh, Prince of Persia thing. I mean, if you don't get every single piece of uh, the, the conversation right, then you can't get the, the good ending in the end. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, you guys are right. I think that Mira does have a certain amount of like plot armor going on for her, as opposed to maybe some of the other characters, because she's the only POV in King's Landing, and I guess we kind of need that. So, unless we get a new person, yeah, he <laughs> goes like to Sarah here. after she dies. Maybe. Sarah. Well, I would have yeah, thought, thought <laughs> Ethan had plot armor until he got stabbed in the throat. Yeah, that anything, surprised me. Possible. I did not see that coming. Maybe the cold boy. Maybe they'll turn. We'll play as the cold boy. Uh, <laughs> So I guess if we go over that scene with the garden room being searched and stuff, you know, like, the thing that actually bothered me most in, in terms of, um, like, choices mattering, this was a weirdly one that bothered me, is if you're a dick to the cold boy, like, he'll still save you. Like, I don't know why that bothered me so much, but yeah, he still saves you no matter what you do with him. Well, maybe that should tell you that he's got an ulterior motive. Perhaps. Yeah, I wonder who <laughs> he could be working for. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. It could be anybody. Anybody at all? Probably over yeah. in Martel. <laughs> yeah, you Oprah? guys are sarcastic, right? <laughs> I mean, it varies. Yes, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It varies. It could be anybody. Oh, okay. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it varies. Yeah, I don't know, like, guys whose name is Damien, do you trust him? Like... This kind of right? telegraphing it He's right got there. Awesome handwriting. He also had this. <laughs> he, had like, he had like eight-year-old handwriting, but he has like this very cultured voice. That's so like this. Hey. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? He has. You saw his handwriting? Well, the, the note, letter. It looked like it was written by a three-year-old. Oh, I thought the letter was from the cell. The the, the guard. It was, yeah. That's what I was saying. He's, he's got really shitty. Oh, hand for a yeah, I thought Damien, you were talking. Guard guy. Well, I mean, I'm surprised he can even write and read. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. He seems like he'd just be like a random guard guy with that, but but he has like this very like lordly voice again. <laughs> He's probably like a Lannister of Lannisport or something like that, second cousin. Well, Peter has a lordly voice, but I don't think he's nobility. Oh fuck you! you don't know that though. <laughs> 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 he did say "fuck you, sir," so <laughs> it was very civil. The cold, cold boy, Peter. <sighs> I, I did like how when when the when the kids uh, that's all right I'll take care of it from here he's gonna literally drag a Lannister yeah, all over King's Landing all the way from, no from the Red Keep to Fleet Bottom <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got this <laughs> yeah they're gonna be eating Damien stew in Fleet Bottom tonight well well I'm assuming if he's Vari's little bird he knows the tunnels but still yeah, I know. <laughs> oh who's that guy oh nobody oh, it's fine <laughs> he's just really drunk. I mean, did everyone <laughs> yeah. kill Damien, though? Yeah. yeah. Did you have yeah. to survive, though, right? Well, I mean, you could run away. Oh, there was run away, that's right. There was run away. Leave cold boy to his own <laughs> device. Rounds? He still lives somehow, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw, like, the uh, preview for episode 3 
on the save that and I he's in it, yeah. him, and he was there still. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he was still in it. He's got good lungs. Stupid no-choice game, running oh. my immersion. Yeah. That's the real game here, is convincing us that you have so, choice. So when you run away, he lives? Uh, I, he might. The only reason I, I have to believe that is that he is in the preview, no matter what you do, but maybe that's a mistake, I don't know. Oh, I thought the preview was based on the choices you made. It's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently nothing depends on the choices you make. Speaking oh. of, did you guys take the dagger or did you throw it away? You can't throw that shit away. It's, throw that away? Yeah, exactly. I kept it. I you know, might what are you going to do with it? You're a lady. <laughs> I, I, I think I kept it too. You're a lady. What? I'm just keeping everything. <laughs> I'm just keeping everything. Just picking up. Literally putting crates inside your, you put yeah. the whole thing in your inventory. I have yeah, this but I'm, key and everything. Yeah. This is my I'm a lady. Gonna... I can strap the dagger to my leg. It would have came in handy right there if I'd had a dagger beforehand, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I need that. I, oh yeah, the, I just the fancy key from episode one. You that hasn't come into play yet. Can you steal that too? The fancy key. You can steal it, but it hasn't come into play yet. No. Hmm. I, I did take the does. key. I didn't take the stamp, but I took the key. Were you guys terrified by the open door in that scene, like when you're walking back to your room? There, that was like really scary. I didn't know what was gonna be there with like the thing <laughs> on the bed. Like, uh, I was freaked out by that. No lie. I just busted <laughs> right in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hello, anybody there?" <laughs> yeah. But I just have to ask you: this is a pretty ornate dagger. You could probably recognize it if it's. It's probably like uh, hawking back to like the. The Valyrian steel dagger thingy. Yeah, it's the one that killed the yeah. old brand. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I want it in a bet with Tyrion. I think that'll be fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's kind of way I felt about the dagger that the dude stole up at the wall. It's like, dude, you know you can't show anybody that ever, right? <laughs> what are you yeah. gonna do with it? We all live here together in a closed community. I was thinking, like, would you even get to keep that when you go? Because don't you like give up all your possessions when you get to the wall? Well, I'm guessing when he stabbed somebody and killed them with it, they would have taken it from him. It would have been like, I... you can keep that, but you gotta go to the wall with it. And actually, no, you don't. You don't give up any of your possessions when you go to the wall, unless it's you got color in it. No, but you just have to dye it black. Exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking okay. of fashion, black? what are the forester colors actually? Because I'm not sure. Because brown. Like <laughs> forest green and brown. <laughs> the, the banner is just like black and white, but Roderick was wearing like a light blue shirt <laughs> later on. I don't know. Like, shouldn't it be like green though, since they're foresters? That's what I would guess. Forest green and brown. Green and silver. Yeah, green resplendent on a field of silver. <laughs> a cloth of gold. <laughs> Boiled leather. <laughs> yeah, I could see him having terms. like a blue flame or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could be yeah. it, yeah. But I mean, all the foresters do have green eyes, though. So that's probably like the magic bloodline thing coming into play as well. Mm -hmm. Or maybe just genetics. No, no. Magic. <laughs> um, getting briefly, I just want to say back on the um the mirror scene. I thought it was odd that when you ask him, I like this was immediately like my suspicion that something was off. When well, obviously something was probably off, but when when you ask him like like did he mess up your room? He just ignores the question entirely. So I actually wondered <laughs> if maybe he wasn't the guy who did that. But I guess well, he said I first, just wanted to leave a note. Right? At first, I thought it was the coal boy that did it. Like, yeah. like left oh, the note. Oh, not the good cold. Oh, the, oh, they left the note. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, well, if he's one of Ari's kids, he knows how to read and write, so that makes sense. And it looked like child's handwriting. 
So that's who I expected to find there. And then when that dude was there, I was like, oh, well, I must have to get rid of him for the cold boy to come. You kind of do. but <laughs> Yeah, in a way. But, yeah, I thought the same thing. I feel like Ethan's death in the first one was like kind of like Ned's death at the end of the first book. It was just something like to shock you into continuing. I, I like this episode, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I feel like that was like, hey, look, we're different than other games. <laughs> Your main character died. Yeah, it's like the show. It's like, we're like the show. <laughs> that's, that, that's a lot like how I feel about most of this game. I'm still enjoying it, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it but definitely is the... I thought it was kind of a merciful release because Ethan was the my least favorite character to play. So Yeah. <laughs> we got Roderick. It's all good in the end. Maybe they were halfway through the first episode. It's like, nobody's going to want to play this fucking kid. Why don't we kill him and do something else? Like, what are we going to yeah, do? Bring Roderick, Roderick back. <laughs> Hasn't he been dead for like a month? Ah, fuck it, bring him back. He's not, he's not quite dead. He was just in the car. <laughs> you guys want to move on to the big scene? The funeral? Yeah. Is that the big scene? <laughs> I'm just I don't know, like... Greg, you said that the song was really cheesy on the forums, but... Oh, I was like getting... I just didn't... It did nothing for me. Uh, maybe I, I, thought it was, too, I thought it was pretty cheesy, too. Too jaded, but like... You're naming like Ilan Payne's gonna... You know, as I... It just seemed silly, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I wasn't expecting an original compilation at this point. Right. But, uh, it was it's just, it was trying so hard to be epic and, and rousing in the music, and then like it showed Sir Royland crying. I was like, Royland wouldn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. That's the biggest mistake they've made. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but it did touch me deep in my heart, the song, so I don't know, like... Maybe I'm bad <laughs> it got into your cold northern heart. All right, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when she finished, were you like iron from ice? Yeah, like through misty ice. Iron from ice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's his heart grew three sizes that day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand if you liked it, but I, I'm kind of with Greg. It was kind of felt Good. kind of weird I'm to me. The only heartless one on this podcast. Yeah, I guess I'm heartless. But it, but between like the weird out of character lines that I felt was going on there, and the singing voice just didn't sound like it was coming from her. It sounded very much like it was like voiceover, which it obviously was. But it, it, I felt <laughs> like they could have. TV speakers, not her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt that. like they could have done a good job making it. The audio seemed to fit more to her actually. But I mean, she's just a kid though, so it's not gonna be like really eloquent. It's just like pretty. Basic stuff, so I mean, I think it worked pretty well. Yeah, I'd say. I did like the way that they were going, like while they were she was singing between the scenes of the characters. I thought that was a cool choice. I thought well, cleaning well, the dagger off and stuff because I'm keeping yeah. that dagger. <laughs> I'm trying to find the lyrics, but I can't find the lyrics anywhere. Yeah, this song changes if, a little bit different? based on your choices. Like, um, uh, did it? Like it does, yeah. I was wondering if it did. It's mostly based on what you do with. Like when Ramsey grabs Talia. Oh, Jesus. It's like if you sort of like yell him That's down, it's <clears throat> different. And if you grab Talia, it's different. And if you don't do anything, it's different then. But <laughs> And he did nothing to save me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, watch on, watch on. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but seriously, fuck Ethan. That's, what, that's how it ends with that option. <laughs> you think those guys were shedding a tear for Ethan? No, it was for the other guy, the father. Speaking of, one of the biggest choices in the episode, which pyre did you light first? <laughs> which <laughs> didn't matter, because neither of them burned at all. <laughs> but I think you can say different things about Gregor when you're giving your like, eulogy as Roderick. He yeah, you like can the... like, say something Honorable. About... I went with honorable. Oh yeah, I think with honorable too. Honor. Yeah. Honor. Did you guys get the 
scene with Gwyn Whitehill on the funeral. Yeah, because I didn't bend my knee, so I didn't collapse on the floor. It sort of felt like that was the more satisfying one, like instead of like having that like little short visit with your brother, than having like actually meeting a new character. Yeah, it gave more nuance to it to know that there's someone who's, if not in your in your corner, who's not necessarily in her father's you know corner 100. percent And it characterizes Asher more, sort of. Yeah, and it's sort of like when your mom is like, kill every one of them down to the last baby, and I'm just like, oh, no, no, I don't know, man, come on, Gwyn is kind of cool. I don't <laughs> kill her. See, I still told mom that I'd kill everyone, but I'm not going to kill everyone. Yeah, yes, mother, sure, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it sort of like bothered me a little bit, sort of, since uh, the voice actress for Gwyn was Laura Bailey, who's an American voice actress, and like recognized her, and... uh the British accent sort of graded me a little bit. Yeah, she was the worst one, I think, of, of the voice acting. I think she was the weakest. Yeah, I don't think I would have noticed if, if I didn't know her voice from beforehand, but it's like, since I did, it was like, it was not super great, no. <laughs> but uh, what were those th- things in the funeral when Talia puts like some stuff in like Ethan and Gregor's hand? And what are those seeds or something? Maybe it's to grow trees out of their their bodies. Iron from corpses, not ice. <laughs> well, well, like they they were talking about how like they would grow to be strong or something like that, weren't they? Didn't she say something like that? They're burning them into fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what the blue fire does. Iron wood is made from people, is it? Iron wood is people. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's what's up in the North Grove. It's just they haven't burned all the bodies yet to to grow a new forest. And do you know who does the voice of Sir Roiland? Do you remember the guy from Seinfeld who opened the restaurant and he wagged his finger at George? No, 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 no. It's that guy. (laughs) Brian George. (laughs) I don't know the guy, like, from Seinfeld, but I did look it up, and he's, like, the same guy from Dragon Age Origins. He just does uh, Knight Commander Gregor, basically the same voice as Sir Roiland. Yeah. But... Yeah, he's like an Indian guy, isn't he? He's the one at the Circle Tower, right? Yeah, he's, so Indian, not, uh, he's, he's British, I think. He's, he's at the Circle Tower, right? Uh, yeah, he's basically Peter. the same character there. Yeah. Very, 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 very bad. That was his line from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess that pretty much wraps up episode two, I guess. You guys got any predictions for episode three? Or what are you looking forward to the most? Well, oh, can we, we want to talk about the preview stuff? Well, I guess everybody watched the preview, or yeah, I mean they yeah. kind of make you. <laughs> you can't really. <laughs> nah. Does anybody else kind of wish when you played the game there was like a button for like two times the speed, like for replays and stuff? Like I was trying to play it before we talked, and I was like had it like an hour and a half and started a new one, and you know, I feel like I could get through it if like all the scenes where they're just chit chatting and walking around. It's like if I could watch that at twice the speed. Or let you skip it, like, you, if you're doing it again, I think that's a big um, oversight to not have some kind of dialogue skip for when you want to play through again. I agree, that's kind of a bad thing. Though I, I feel like we're shooting on this game more than, 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 than honestly, I feel. I, I, I just want to be very clear, uh, I do enjoy the game a lot, and I'm really looking forward to the next part, so, despite all these things we yeah, said no, about lack of choice and stuff. Well, none of us, I mean, aside from that, like, none of us really 
taking it down or have major complaints. It, it is super enjoyable, and it's I, I like it more when the uh, I think I mean said this in the first one when the characters you know aren't on the screen. So it's just you're just enjoying you're exploring the world that that you didn't uh, bits of it. You <laughs> exploring walk uh, walk <laughs> walk yeah. talking in the world. Exploration <laughs> sections are really amazing. Yeah. Well, I you know it's nice to know that the King's Road goes to Ironrath. <laughs> yeah. Does it though? No. <laughs> no, but they're like going. Yeah, like it says he's on the King's Road, and then he passes out. So I assume they went off the King's Road. No, well, but even on Garrett's scene, when Garrett came back, it was like meanwhile on the King's Road. The King's oh yeah, follow, the King's, follow the King's Road. Garrett's dad's pig farm. It's <laughs> <laughs> a landmark. God, I do agree, on. like about the sort of like the named characters or the characters from the books and the show that I care a lot less about them. Like I've sort of been more involved in the Forrester family like I sort of right. feel connected mm. to them more than I've been to like I, I don't know like watching Game of Thrones the last couple of seasons since I know everything's gonna happen like I sort of like mm-hmm. not anymore I'm into the Foresters yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I think that I was kind of sort of relying on they were relying on the, the main char- the characters from the show a bit too much in the first episode of the game but I definitely felt more into the characters uh, from the game in this episode I think they did a good job of really putting the lens on them and making them interesting so I think they're getting better with that yeah, I don't know like what the end game is going to be like of course Asher is going to kill Ramsey I need vengeance for Ethan like that's going to happen like in Vince of Winter it's going to be like Asher Forrester sprang forth from the ranks and killed Ramsey's no <laughs> That was for Ethan, you son of a bitch, and went back. And Mira Forrester takes the throne. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's gonna happen. Fairly sure that's gonna happen. Yeah, like, what what impact can the Foresters have? They can't have any impact on the greater storyline, so I'm trying to even think, like, what's their... What is their endgame? You know, what what's their best case scenario? Just, just, to, sur- just to be there? Just to survive? Well, I guess, yeah. like, I've figured that... Uh, because they are with Stannis in Dance of Dragons, that's where it's gonna lead... But I right. suppose, like, uh, some like a, from a gratification standpoint, the best you can do right now, I guess, you could get to kill Lord Whitehill. I guess mm-hmm. that would be pretty yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe the show will like give us a fuck over and have like some Ironwood person kill Ramsay Bolton. <laughs> 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 They're like, we have control, motherfuckers. Look at this. <laughs> this is canon now. Deal. I actually hope for stuff like that. I, I would want that to actually happen because, well, the more the more it, path, yeah. yeah, the more of the beaten path, the better. Yes, I yeah. agree. As long as Frostfingers doesn't show up in the show, I'm all good. Whatever else. <laughs> they can't do too much with this storyline because, like, with all because the choices we're making are making a difference, and if the show like pins it down, then it can't go different directions, right? Yeah, but then you then again you there isn't much difference in what choices you make. Yes, it makes a big difference. We've been talking about this the whole night. We're changing the fate so, of Westeros here. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. So we but we're pretty much sure that at least some of the these foresters are gonna are gonna live in some way. So Maybe like I I don't know how much they're using the foresters from the book as like this is the same people I don't know how much that is the case so uh, maybe like, not I think there could be an ultimate doom ending and it might not necessarily be canon but I think it could maybe exist in the book where like they all die and you ends and everyone being out of there 
like from the impression I got from the books, like about the foresters, that they were like the people who, that were trying to sneak into Deepwood Mutt in Ashes chapter. That they were like these sort of like woodsmen, more like more sort of like clan people than like a proper northern house. Yeah, that's not what uh, we get though. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have to be the same though. There's no need to be beholden to the books with this because it's not book canon at all. But uh. Yeah. I guess for the next episode, on the sort of title card for episode 3, there's a picture of Rhaegal, and in the preview we do sort of go into a cave, and there's a dragon there, so... Is it definitively a dragon? I don't remember. Do you actually see a dragon? I don't think it's it's a velociraptor. It's a velociraptor. (laughs) Velociraptor. (laughs) So we're going to get a Quentin moment here for Asher. Yeah. Completely nullify his storyline. He just dies there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, continue button mashing A to write Rhaegal. <laughs> He's Doesn't gonna matter. get there. Barristan's uh, gonna be like, "Oh, the history of your house is riding ice dragons." Actually, it's like you're gonna have to check the North Woods. Grow, man. That's where Grove. they kept them. Come on, get whatever. Oh, may- maybe, uh, maybe the forests are actually the 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 like the, the lineage of the Night King and stuff like that. Maybe uh, the uh, the freaky guy we saw in, in last season, he's actually related to the Foresters. He doesn't have green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well. No, well, I don't know. I'm going to sort of disregard most of what you said, but like, it's like the <laughs> idea that like, it's the sort of magical things in the Forester family line, because there, in the Codex, there is the sort of thing about the, is it Elisa Forester, the mom, like that she had a vision of like, that her child would have like the sweetest voice on earth or something like that. And then she gave birth to Ethan and Talia. So there's some sort of magic stuff in there, I think, but not that much necessarily. Alright, let's be frank here. That was not the sweetest voice on Earth, so we'll just discount that as anything. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you're just thinking that those two combined, they might have had the sweetest voice, but they, they each, each of them had like a, a talent to do music in, in one way or another. So yeah, so yeah, doesn't have much of a hope for a solo career then. Right, because uh. he's not very good. His voice box got damaged in the knife thrust. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of, like, sad to see the, the tapestry of, like, the happy family, which... <laughs> they like, crossing heads off of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I just picture, like, them holding that pose, and, like, the, the cross-stitcher's just like, all right, hold that, hold that, let me get that. But, all right, yeah. Pretty sure that didn't happen either, but it was a nice little <laughs> Kodak, uh, Kodak moment. I will say, um, on the exploration aspect, it did take me a while to find those barrels that I had to roll over, so it's not as easy <laughs> as it seems. Did anyone else try to shoot the uh, the Night's Watchman with the crossbow? <laughs> I did try, it, yeah. It wouldn't let me. <laughs> That's my first thing. Really? That was your first choice? Well, I just to see if I could. I mean, I'm on the Night's Watch already. I can just join up again. <laughs> He's like, shoot the middle one in the chest. Mulligan, redo. Yeah. Not me, fucker. <laughs> Mm. Oh, I've killed a man. I guess I have to join the Night's Watch now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what What happened? Like, the dude that was trying to set the crossbow up, did he put that through his foot? I yeah. thought he shot himself in the foot, but I think he just hit his foot with the, the wire. Like, it, sla- it snapped his foot. Yeah. I don't think he shot himself. Actually. It looked like the arrow went right through that foot. I was like, whoa, you're a fucking steward now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure he's gonna be a steward either way. <laughs> There's no Garrett. Garrett can reload his crossbow in like two seconds flat. So 
It depends on how fast you can tap the button, which I assume you're gonna have to do when there's real combat. Tap the button. Tap the button. You, do you actually think there's gonna be real combat at some point? Well, uh, no. If you mean like not quick time events, earlier. yeah, yeah it'll be quick time events. Maybe they'll will jump into some kind of a tower defense game at some point. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have sort of like kind of sort of almost FPS sections in the Walking Dead game, like where you have to shoot a lot of zombies in the head. Like they could have one of those, maybe. That's like what the crossbow is like that, but a little yeah. more high, like fast paced because they're moving. Mm. Did anybody miss with the crossbow? Nah. Um, no. I didn't think I, so. I didn't miss with the crossbow, but I know I messed something up. I can't remember what I did. Where they like sword? Maybe something. I don't, something with the. I don't. I think it was before even the train started. I did something wrong, and they were. I, <laughs> I can't remember. You you yeah. stood in Finn's place. <laughs> yeah. No no, I did. no 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 no. I, I did do I that, did. but. I did appreciate yeah. the fact that you got to choose one of the three swords on the training sword rack, like. You could either take the one with the brown hilt, or the one with the red hilt, or the one with the yeah. red hilt. <laughs> yeah, Not that was exciting. Matters. That was exciting. It was like the Mass Effect 3 ending. It was well, if you, if, you take the, if you take the one with the black black hilt, it's like, oh, a Night's Watch decision. Yeah, Jon Snow will remember. <laughs> um, um, yeah, um, um, so what's your expectation for next episode? Did we go over that, like... Two times already. <laughs> or we never actually said anything. We kept getting distracted. <laughs> ice dragons. As long as there's like, no ice dragons, I'll be happy. Well, so I mean, the, yeah. the son of Whitehill is going to show up, right? That's the big thing. He's going to show up at, yeah, great. at great. And here's my prediction: he's going to be nice. <laughs> he's going to be a great guy. No way. I mean, like with a dad like that, he's going to be a great guy. <laughs> Interesting that he's like the youngest son. I think that's what they said. That he's not like important at all. Didn't they say that it was going to be, like, an episode every four weeks or so? But, like, this one came out, like, the start of this month, and the first one came out in the start of December, didn't it? I thought yeah, it was going to be every other month. Yeah, I think that it's not terribly... Uh, this is a, as fast as I've ever seen them put them out, really, I guess, comparable with The Walking Dead, like, every, like, a month and a half to two months. That's not bad. I don't I think that's pretty good. So it's going to be, like, so we're going to... Probably see the start of season five of the HBO show before the end of this season of the game. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, not quite sure why they didn't like. They haven't really announced the next release date for any of the other episodes that's coming up. So probably because they don't want to be <laughs> like locked down. Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't release them as they go, right? Exactly. They didn't release this one until pretty recently. Until like a, a week before, before the actual release of the episode or something. Yeah, like they want to play it safe. They don't want to be beholden to because there could be a delay. I don't mind. I can forget about the game for long. Like the same thing with the last one. Like this one, like came up and surprised me. I'm not desperately waiting. I, I do enjoy them whenever they come up, but I'm not like chomping at the bit for the next one. I had my wife play it as well. It's she she did almost the same choices as me, so that's yeah. kind of, was kind of boring, but. <laughs> But yeah, they don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) They do matter. (laughs) This is consensus now, okay? I guess there are sort of good games to play with another person. Like you can judge them for choices. Like yeah, and they're very they're easy to play. I can see them being really fun. Like stand over their shoulder. Ooh, bad choice. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That did that a few times. (laughs) Even though you made the same choice, he still said that. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why I know it's a bad choice. 
Ethan's gonna die now because you did that. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, s- you killed him? What yeah, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to getting her through it. She, I think she's better at, at games like this because she's a bit more like a, a casual gamer. So. Yeah, I like that it's very accessible. I think that that's fine. Yeah. I think anyone can enjoy this game yeah, if they're inter- interested in the story. So, um, personally, I'm such a good gamer that I only died once on this episode. Like, Whoa, in, like, okay. On the, when I was had to crawl away as Mira. Yeah, that's where I died, too. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so you died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I died on the Talia thing, too, because it wasn't working right, like, trying to run away from him, like, the arrow keys weren't doing anything, so. I died when, um... Like, you kill the guard as Asher, like, the one that's, like, going... The one that you grab and you slice his throat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I died on that one because I didn't know they were going to have me do anything after I pushed the button to grab him. <laughs> I was just like, oh, circle. <laughs> so whoa, whoa, I, oh, I'm dead. It's too late. Um, it's 4 o'clock now. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> let's call it a podcast. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, probably would be probably, like, I mean... I'm Good ending. I might, um... Wrap it up, Peter. Wrap it up. Should should we do like a sound up? Like what? Just say <laughs> thank you for listening to Vassals of Kingsgrave. So okay, I guess that was it. Usually, usually, I just howl at the moon like a wolf. No, no, that is no. not the proper <laughs> protocol here. Okay, so thanks Crack for being with Vassals of Kingsgrave. Iron from ice. Iron, iron from, from ice. ice. All together. Iron from iron ice. ice. Wait, wait, no, we gotta count down and do it all together. Ready, guys? Three, oh, two. One. Iron, Iron from, from ice. ice. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to make me do it all by myself like a jackass. <laughs> like, yeah, cool, like man. With, with the R is Iron from ice or Iron from ice. You American people. Iron. What'd I say? Aluminium from ice. <laughs> Wait, what'd I say? Like, isn't like, don't Americans pronounce more stuff with R and it's British? Iron. 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 What, wait, what? Did I say iron? No, because you're not insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. From eyes, from eyes, we first is born. To eyes, we all return. Father, brother, I've sworn, I've sworn to guard this rest you've earned. May kings and queens melt down their crowns up high on Aegon's hill. In floods of gold I pray they drown for all the blood they spill. See
Fight on, fight on, Ethan the brave. Old gods bear steel with you. Stupid no choice game, running oh. my immersion.